You're listening to The Playlist Podcast, a discussion about film news and other related film and television items. I'm Ryan Oliver, and today I'm joined by Playlist Editor-in-Chief Rodrigo Perez for essentially a bonus binge-worthy episode on Twin Peaks The Return. As of this recording, last night's episode, Part 8, has been receiving lots of acclaim, so we dive headfirst into that episode, as well as the season as a whole so far. I'll now drop you into our conversation as I start out with my thoughts on the latest episode. So since you and Kimber last talked about uh, Twin Peaks The Return, I think you guys left off episode two, maybe talked a little bit about like three or four since they dumped them all uh, on the on Showtime streaming service, Amazon channels, however you get it uh, that opening weekend. But uh, we're now on uh, episode eight, um, which eight has uh, drawn quite a bit of um, quite a bit of attention uh, last night since it aired. Um David Lynch essentially created a like spiritual sequel. No, I mean not sequel, obviously, but like the the last night's Twin Peaks was basically in the vein of Eraserhead at this point. Like it's just this hour long, bizarro, avant garde journey through this backstory um, about a little bit about the Black Lodge uh, and a little bit about the Giants, uh, a little bit about the backstory of Bob. Um, and these horrific, uh, like, hills have eyes type creatures that live in the desert of New Mexico. Um, so it's just, I, I, I don't know. I'm still, uh, I'm still wrapping my head around exactly what happened. Like, because at this point, um, Twin Peaks had settled into a pretty, like, not, not conventional. None of this has been conventional. But, like, the show had sort of settled into it settled into being like episodic and and like you know leading you on this path like this this it's, it's gotten in in my opinion it's gotten a little quotidian and it's and it's a little it's been getting a little dry and i think there's been some criticism out there and some people going like all right let's speed things up like where are we going here because it's moving very slowly Sure. And uh, um, it is sort of every day. There's a little bit of quotidian humdrumness to it, that kind of like lackadaisical Twin Peaks eccentricity, um, which, you know, has its ups and downs. I think episode three and four are are hysterical, Mm -hmm. or at least four is extremely absurdist. It's like a full on like wacky David Lynch comedy. And I thought that was amazing. And episode three, I believe, is the one that has that opening that is like a racer head. It's like... um, it's the, that surreal opening 15 minutes. Is that episode three? Yeah, that's the one like right before uh, Good Coop comes out of the, the Black Lodge. He gets out of the yes, Black Lodge, yes. gets to the other place, and then, uh, you know, then is now who we know as, as Dougie in his current form. Right, right. And and that episode, the, the that opening 15 minutes with that very surreal, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but basically this industrial sort of wasteland in in space or something right that i I thought that was tremendous and maybe one of the best things david lynch has ever done and and then there's episode four which is very again like i said absurdist and very wacky and then five six and seven had really uh, as you alluded to earlier sort of just uh uh uh, you know just kind of mellowed out a little bit um Mm -hmm. not as weird a little bit more straightforward a little bit more conventional still strange in that david lynch way but um a a little bit uh not as strange i suppose um but they were they were sort of testing my patience to be honest um interesting (laughs) and and, uh um i'd even give given those recaps to another writer because i'd sort of felt like i'd been tapped out on recapping uh twin peaks 
and I was I was losing interest on on writing about it. Um, and then of course episode eight comes and it's like a fucking insane game changer. That's like oh my god. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm like you know strange Twin Peaks. Uh, give me more strange David Lynch and Twin Peaks over conventional. Uh, David Lynch and Twin Peaks because this episode I kind of had no fucking clue what was going on and I'm one hundred percent okay with that. I just sort of let the experience wash over me. Thank God, um, thank you because and, I, I'm and, hating. I'm hating the like, you know. I mean, I know, I know we do recaps for the site and they're mostly just that, but like just the 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 fan theories of like that every single like nook and cranny has to be observed and solved. And it's like when you're when you're approaching David Lynch and especially like his last night's episode proved. Like it's it's a fool's errand, really, to do that yeah. because like you're just gonna totally. set yourself up for massive disappointment because he doesn't give a fuck really about what what you think, and so uh, yeah, I I'm I'm with you. Last night's episode was a straight, just like like almost felt like a standalone Twilight episode directed by David Lynch. Like this, just um, you know, obviously it's part of the bigger narrative, and I'm excited to see where it fits in in the mythology, but like as just a standalone one hour of he made it just like a one hour film uh that that could stand on its own two feet as this like beautiful surreal horrifying terrifying piece of work and sure um, and some of it is like straight up there's probably a good like 20 minutes there that's like straight up experimental avant-garde cinema like it's like there's zero narrative it's just sound and visuals um and visuals that look like they're like the corrosive evil side of the visuals in Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life, like if that would turn completely like inside out and like an antimatter blackness, that that's what those visuals look like. They yeah. r- rather than the serene beauty of the Tree of Life visuals, these are like the nightmarish counterpart. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about Tree of Life quite a bit watching that episode, and it, it's interesting. I definitely, I feel your uh, like. I, I definitely echo your sentiment with the previous three episodes, five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, I, I mean, I guess just I'm an unabashedly a, a huge fan of the show, um, and I have been. It's my favorite show of, of all time, and so like I'm definitely on board the ride. And but the last three episodes, as much as I enjoy them, they're I mean they're they're setting the chess table, right? They're 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 moving pieces mm-hmm. uh, along, and you know we still have this is episode eight. There's going to be 18 episodes. We still have 10 right, more 10 to, more to, to go. go. So the, I I totally get the the sort of like the setting the pieces that has to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I certainly agree, but there's still been a lot of great little like touches here and there. Um, like Russ Tamlin's character and his like weird, like radio show that he has and selling the like gold shovel, like shit like that. I thought was like really, really entertaining, but I guess not to deviate too far from last night's episode. Um, yeah, I just still like. I told my wife right after it, I was like, this, this broke my brain in, in a good way, <laughs> like in a good way. But I was just like, I don't know what I just watched, but I loved it. Well, it was funny because someone, I, you even kind of alluded to it, but I was like looking last night on, or this morning on Twitter before I'd seen it just to try and get some, like some context of what people were thinking. And someone said like last night it was, we got so it's basically something that that uh, suggested that we understood we we got the uh, backstory of Bob and who he was and we learned more about uh, Laura Palmer and I was like 
we saw, you know, spoiler, we saw images of them, whether you learn concrete things of them about them is, is, uh, that's new to me. I, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, uh, I, I saw their faces. I, uh, I was like, Oh, that's Bob and that's Laura Palmer. But I certainly did not glean any new insights into either of their stories. Yeah. Same here. I'm like, okay, yeah, these are people we know. Um, but yeah, if somebody could tell me exactly what, they, what they saw or thought, um, I would definitely be interested to hear that because, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think there's any concrete way to really solve that mystery. I mean, I think, you know, maybe it will be paid off and answered later and maybe it won't, <laughs> maybe it won't. Maybe Lynch is just like, he, this is a desire that he needed to just get out there. Um, but the fact that the fact that Showtime, somebody at Showtime had to watch this and be like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, let that go to air. It is uh Well, I think it's slightly different because I, I think, you know, they paid for and they shot the whole thing up front. They got the scripts and they just said yes to it. So yeah, that's true. if it's too strange and too weird, it's it's uh it's yeah. kind of a little bit too bad for Showtime. That's I don't true. think they're gonna be giving notes to David Lynch on this. I think that was part of the deal up front. He was like, This is what I wanna do, this is my concept, you can look at some scripts, but I I don't think they're giving notes from episode to episode. They know what they paid for. They know what they're getting. And uh, uh, whether it pays off for them or not is is their gamble. But, you know, I don't think they're going to be micromanaging David Lynch. No, no. I mean, no one can. Can you really? Like, um, but yeah, no, oh. it's it's um, yeah, I, I, I definitely I'm with you. Like uh, more more episodes like this for sure. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything like specific that I, that I'm uh, really having contention with this series. Not much other than I'd like the Dougie storyline to get wrapped up like pretty quick. Um, it's it, not going to happen, though, because there's 10 more episodes. And I think <laughs> it's just in general, um, it's my issue with television. I really get impatient with those middle episodes that don't go anywhere. Sure. Which is in the way that. why essentially I prefer movies, because – You've got a simple, you know, first, second and third act and and things are compressed. And and, you know, I just like watching Fargo, for example, and this happens to me with so many shows. I just finished Fargo season three and the last two episodes are great. But like, you know, episodes three through like like I guess eight or something is so much filler in the middle and it's so much dragging and expanding things out. And um, it's just my my problem with television in general. Um, It's stories are too long they they Mm -hmm. i think everything should be about like six seven eight episodes max um and i I think you could probably do that with twin peaks as well um these things don't need to be this long and so yeah it's been i know a lot of people like adore everything david lynch does and and there there can be no wrong and they would probably love to have 50 episodes of this but i fall and i love I fall in that. See, game. I I don't, and I adore David Lynch. I think he's one of the greatest filmmakers ever, you know, uh, of all time. But I, for me, I just have impatience with anybody. I don't want to see something that's not moving along. Um, for sure. I guess to me, I put my faith. I put my faith in him that it is moving along and that everything is going somewhere, whether it's moving like molasses or not. Um, is you know i guess to me irrelevant but like i i have the faith but i but i can admit like i can be objective about it and say yeah it is moving fairly slow and we do have 10 more episodes to go um i do think like you know i do think last night amidst the things that i couldn't even fucking tell you what are going on i think there are things that uh 
that we might learn in terms of how this is going to be solved out. Uh, I'm not necessarily one to fan theory, but I think the the fate of what happened to the uh, Black Lodge Cooper in last night's episode might have something to do with moving that Dougie story along, potentially. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to get too into spoilers, but I guess I don't know how to really spoil last night's episode because it would be hard to. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just even incredibly hard to articulate exactly what happened. It's like we saw a flash of Bob within Dirty Dale and... Um, I guess we know we knew that all along that that the, that yeah, uh, Bob there, had to be in there somewhere. There was that and mirror since, shot in I think season th- or episode six. I want to say like he's in the prison and that like it kind of morphs to like look like Frank Silva's face. And he's like, "You're still with yeah, me." Yeah, yeah, good, exactly. So so that's already been answered. We we knew that essentially Dale is the 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 evil version of of uh, of uh, Agent Cooper and. Um, and we know Bob's in there somewhere, and so we see him again. And I don't know what the Laura Palmer stuff. Ha- I didn't. I didn't know. None of it made a lick of sense to me, but I, in a good way. And in, in a kind of, um, I let the experience wash over me, and I was kind of like, "Holy shit! I don't. This is amazing." It, it's sort of like um, staring at, at the sun a little bit, like, and 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 standing right in front of it, just being kind of blown away, and and by these majestic visuals and tone and sound. God, David Lynch's sound is so incredible, even when he has a lack of it. Um, mm-hmm. He's such a brilliant master of sound. That low, um, that's that low hum that like permeates yes, through the yes. whole, the whole series so far, but like, especially the last night's episode, would you say, would you say that, um, you know, now with this episode being more akin to like the third episode and the things that you're looking for, it did this, did this like reinvigorate your excitement for the rest of these episodes going forward? It, it definitely did, but I'm, I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need, um, an episode like that every like three episodes or so, if the, if the rest is going to sort of like piddle on at that pace, then I'm going to need some kind of like these sort of, uh, breaths of fresh air of, of, of strange surrealness to, to keep me interested because, um, and, and that's the other thing is like, you know, like I'm a Twin Peaks fan, but I'm more of a David Lynch fan than I am Twin Peaks in general. Sure. Um, Twin Peaks was, is if I had to, gauge everything that david lynch did um i'd probably say that twin peaks is maybe my least favorite oh interesting okay because simply because the quality is so varied like you know what i mean if i have to because you have to you have to judge it as a body of work so if i judge like say uh mahalan drive as a body of work that thing's pretty much perfect i think it's like a you know an a it's a gorgeous piece of cinema it's strange it's absurd i I think it's for for david lynch what he's doing it's like one of david lynch's masterpieces whereas twin peaks is you know it's two seasons of television and it's uh i don't know how many episodes that is it's probably about like 30 exactly yeah like right 30 hours of television and if you want to if you do the math on how great the those hours of television is it's probably around i don't know maybe 15 max yeah it's 15 Uh, the first the first season the first eight of episodes of season two and the finale are are pretty pretty great and then yeah there's that i think you and kimber alluded to it in the last binge worthy there's mm-hmm. that that sagging section in season two um of course where david lynch left the project for a little bit and so all these like someone trying to do david lynch weirdness but do it like yeah not so, not great is right. it's totally understandable i think for me uh you know i i would agree like i'm not uh so um I'm not so like into myself that I realize that like yeah it may it probably isn't the best thing that he's done it's definitely like a personal 
like a personal connection to that show uh you know growing up in the pacific northwest like i i live currently 40 minutes away from uh where twin peaks is shot where it's supposed to take place yeah so it's just like there's a very like personal connection to that show while admitting like it's got its problems um but uh yeah i i still it's still like was like, and, for all it's yeah. all a groundbreaking show like the first oh, like you had to watch and, it week to week <laughs> and, and don't don't get me wrong when i'm saying it's the my least favorite of david lynch's things it's still really good it's david lynch i'm yeah. just saying in, in the overall you know i think uh and maybe again maybe it is because you know um uh he wasn't that involved in season two and stuff but in the aggregate of twin peaks overall it's maybe but half of it is good right that's true uh maybe even seasons even seasons where even parts where david lynch were were involved it's you can it's easy to drop off your interest in it in my opinion um so yeah do i think twin peaks is influential and really great and really important and some of the like even you know like that first episode of twin peaks that the pilot episode is to me one of the greatest things david lynch has ever directed i think it's an amazing piece of television or cinema or narrative whatever you want to call it it's just outstanding um and uh but it's hard to keep up that quality when you're not when it's not david lynch directing the whole time yeah for sure but in the case of the return, we do have him directing the whole time, which it's is true. That's true. <laughs> which is, and at the same time, it feels very much like Twin Peaks, yeah. even though he didn't direct all of the episodes of you know seasons one and two. For sure, for sure. Well, um, I think we're probably probably getting close to wrapping up. Do you have any other like thoughts thus far going forward? Uh, you know, obviously the this newest episode has has uh, been a, as you pointed, a breath of surrealist fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, I guess, do you have any other thoughts, uh, moving forward? Cause we still, we still have a whole, whole rest of the summer of, uh, this thing to go. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I'm just glad I'm not writing about it. I, I'm happy to watch it and totally enjoy it, but it, I'm, I'm a little bit tapped out in my brain on how to write about something that strange and, and that also sort of quotidian in that lackadaisical way. Um, but, uh, um, like, I feel like the show is a little bit like, like in that quotidian sense, it's very much like Dougie. It's sort of like he's like sort of fumbling around from like room to room, banging into walls and, and sort of muttering into himself. That, that's how I, I almost it's like the show is, <laughs> it can be can be Dougie. It, it's Dougie itself. Um, and, and I prefer the uh, uh, the Dirty Dale version of the show um, and and wherever Cooper is outside of I guess he's he's Dougie, but there's that, those surreal touches that I, I guess I don't know what they are exactly, but that stuff's really, really interesting. I guess the other thing is, and I'm not big on fan theories and, and trying to solve it because it's just not the way my brain thinks. I, I don't want to, I just want to experience it. I don't, I'm not trying to like, you know, the internet has, has gotten this whole like, uh, uh, game theory kind of, uh, 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 approach to, to watching television, um, with all like, you know, same thing that happened with uh, uh, Westworld with people each week writing their theories and about where it's going and what, what it's supposed to be. Um, and so I'm totally not into that, but I guess it's not even a speculation, but it's just starting to me, it, it's starting to point that, that maybe Dale was the killer all along. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe he's had some sort of this duality within him all along where, where, you know, when he came to Twin Peaks, I don't know. I, I guess I don't even know where that's coming from, but that's sort of like the sense I'm getting. 
I could see that. I especially, you know, and and I'm I'm right there with you. I'm not I'm not a huge fan theorist. Uh, I don't like speculating all of that. But I know uh, Lynch has has mentioned that um, Fire Walk with Me is definitely a key uh, to this series. And uh, you know, I'm thinking of that scene in the FBI bureau uh where like where david bowie shows up briefly and mm-hmm. then disappears like i'm thinking of that scene where like cooper's like looking into uh looking at the camera and just sees mm-hmm. that he's not there or sees that he's frozen and so like i i don't know exactly what all that means but i know because time time and place or especially time is irrelevant um in this world like in the black lodge in the world of twin peaks like time mm-hmm. and space don't adhere to normal rules so i think that might have something to do with it um but i'm i'm certainly but i'm just along for the ride whether that ends up being the case whether that's not the case uh i'm on board yeah well it'll be interesting because people are like are we going to finally solve the mystery and, and with it being a david lynch a david lynch project it maybe nothing is going to be solved in, in that sort of mm-hmm. concrete tangible way that people want things to be solved Right. Well, I feel like Uh, the tagline, the tagline for this, and of course, you know, it's the Giants words when uh, we first see who killed Laura in the original series is it is happening again. And that's sort of like, you know, there's those dualities right now happening. You have like another killer and you have uh, Amanda Seyfried's character who like seems to be very much going on the path that Laura Palmer did. Um, right. So like you, you have all these uh, or, or a mixture of Laura Palmer and Shelly uh, with um, what's his name? I forget the actor's name, but he's basically like the new Leo in that sense. Uh, Caleb right. laundry drones. That's the actor. Um, yeah. So like you had just have all these dualities taking place. And, and um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely he could be, but, um, but again, he could not be at this point. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not, I won't try and guess because it will just it will just hurt my brain further than this uh, yeah, season already it's has. A, <laughs> it's a little bit futile, but yeah, I, I think David. I think Twin Peaks is just something that you absorb, you let it wash over you, and then you sort of like. That's how I felt about this episode. Anyhow, I sort of like I, I just take it all in, and I you know people always say you know I got to unpack that, but when I quote unquote unpack that, it's not me trying to like like deconstruct it it's it's just sort of me meditating on on what i saw and how i feel about it but it's more of like a uh intuitive instinctual thing rather than it is me going like well let me watch that again and really try and examine it and really you know see what happened there i don't really have much interest in that i'm just sort of like i will think about what i experienced and uh and 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 feel it and continue to feel it in that kind of abstract sense but that's about as deep as i feel like i need to go with it yep that's that's how i feel too that's that's my definition also my definition of unpacking yeah so cool well uh 10 more episodes to go (laughs) yeah absolutely week break and then uh and then back back to it so uh oh yeah a week break i forgot yeah it picks up again on july 9th i think so um well, I, thanks for logging on and chatting with me. And again, I'm sure we'll we'll do another one of these before uh, before the season ends. Definitely, we'll see you in the Black Lodge soon. Yeah, absolutely. The good the good Ryan's still there. You're actually <laughs> bad Ryan. I gotcha, gotcha. All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Find this and all other playlist podcast shows, including adjust your tracking, binge worthy, and over under movies on the playlist.net. 
You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Leave us a comment or a rating if you feel so inclined. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.